Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 1236 in Edmonton. Wow, we're riding the tragically hip today. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. We can tell you, Roos Chris Steakhouse, the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated. Popeye saw Brendan, Maggie, Taylor, and the staff at Roos Chris on Saturday night. It was great. They're open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Roos Chris, tell them Oilers Now sent you. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Just before we get to our Oilers Now headliner, which is John Shannon, our NHL insider, the National Hockey League has released the following statement on COVID-19 testing results. And this is a quote. As of Monday, June 29th, the NHL has had an excess of 250 players report to club training practice facilities for optional participation in Phase 2 activities. There has been uh, in excess of 1,450 COVID-19 tests administered to this group of players. The tests have resulted in a total of 15 players uh, returning confirmed positive test results for COVID-19. In addition, since June 8th, the opening of Phase 2, the league is aware of 11 additional players who tested positive for COVID-19 outside of the Phase 2 protocol, meaning outside of the team facilities. All players who have tested positive have been self-isolated. They're following CDC and Health Canada protocols. All right, we go to our Oilers now. Headliner for touchback safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. John Shannon. John, how was your weekend? Outstanding, Bob. Outstanding. It's tough to beat the weather here right now, so it's nice to play some golf, as you well know I did on Saturday, and uh, it was all, it's all good. Yeah, we've, we had kind of an ugly weekend uh, here in town this weekend. Wasn't overly pretty, about 15, 16 degrees, a lot of yeah, rain. Yeah, but That's... you got to go to Roos Chris on Saturday night. There you go. It's all about perspectives, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I hear the ads, I get the emails. I'm yearning for my next trip back to Edmonton. 
Well, maybe we might be able to hook you up. By the way, uh, 15 positive tests on 15 positive cases on 1,450 tests yeah. is a uh, 1% positivity rate, which is based on the, t- the test amount. And they obviously tested the players each at least, you know, roughly five times if they said there was 250 players. So yeah. uh, give me your perspective on, on what that means. Does it mean anything for the league? Uh, I think it it means they can still proceed cautiously and slowly and and directly. Um, the interesting thing for me, Bob, is this: uh, you know, this phase two, uh, where all the uh, facilities were open, uh, there was probably uh, 600 players that could have showed up, and only 250 did. Uh, as as players slowly get back into the routine of getting back on the ice, and everybody's expected back, uh, you know, basically 10 days, 11 days from now, uh, or maybe a couple of days after that. But uh, I, I don't think it was anything more, anything disturbing when it comes to the particularly the 15 positive tests of the 250 players that uh, were involved in the, uh, in the phase two skating. Uh, at the same time, uh, you, you know, that if we don't like the results of what COVID's doing, let's wait a week and, and see how it spikes again somewhere else. I'm not suggesting it's spiking in Canada because we seem to be doing okay, uh, but it's south of the border we're all concerned about. All right, Matthew Black, uh, who's done a great job uh, for uh, Bell, uh, for CTV Edmonton, has put this uh, tweet out saying 15 positives out of 1,450 tests plus is a 1.03% positivity rate. Uh, NHL says in excess of 1,450 tests. For reference, Alberta's positivity rate the last five days, 0.6%, 1.03%, 0.54%, 0.38%, 0.69%. Now, Edmonton has been at about a 0.8% total. Well, it's been exactly 0.8% for all of June. There's been 55,000 tests at Edmonton in June. Um, and 438 tests and that has been a spike with you know it's gone up a bit but they've done a heck of a lot more tests too and tests 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 are obviously very important to us so let's get to the hub cities here john uh in case in point edmonton 138 positive tests the last seven days vegas 3800 positive cases in the last seven days is vegas still pretty much a slam dunk do you think uh, I think it's the odds on choice. I, whether we call it a slam dunk or not, that's a, an interesting question. Uh, you know, what Gary and Bill and the Players Association are doing is they're taking a lot of advice from their medical committee uh, and, their, uh, and their outside um, medical experts on, on, on pandemics. Um, so if they feel that they can control it, they feel they can manage the bubble in Vegas, then I still, still think that Vegas uh, is uh, a preferred choice, yes. Okay. Uh, but they're definitely aware of the increased numbers. They're up to oh, 100. Yeah, listen, they're, they're more aware than you and I, and they get the numbers before you and I. 124 people now in ICU in the state of Nevada. Yeah. Eight people in Alberta, two in Edmonton. Uh, John, we're going to have some fun. Uh, this text comes in out of Edmonton. Watch Arizona win the lottery, and the league strips them of the pick for testing prospects only to gift it to Montreal. Hashtag conspiracy theorist. Hashtag tinfoil hat. Uh, that, that was a wild one Friday night, wasn't it? Uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> and, I, you know, I... I think that there was always that belief uh, that there was a, 
They had to look after the eight teams that were going to come back to play in the play-in round uh, that weren't necessarily going to be in the playoffs. And, and the payoff was that they were going to give them a chance to still win the lottery. Uh, and uh, little did they think it was possible. Mind you, Bob, if, if when you look at all the numbers of those those teams, the the alphabet teams, and the, their percentage as a group was really high. Their their percentage was unbelievably high. Um, and and you have to wonder if they if they could do it again, would they would they lump in all of those people at two and a half percent, as opposed to being a uh, an accumulative what almost eighteen percent. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy stuff. Uh, and now everybody's got what a twelve and a half percent chance of landing it of the teams that get theoretically. If we do, and it's still it needs to be stated, John, it's still a big if if we even yep. get a chance to conclude the season. Uh, but uh, it, it no, it, it certainly made for some interesting uh, times on uh, Friday night. Uh, what do you think? Uh, do you think there's any chance Ottawa gets a little busy here? I wouldn't be surprised to see Pierre move one, uh, one of the picks. Um, you, you know, I think he's probably got his eye on one guy and then thinks he could probably improve uh, for the 2021 season. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if he's dangling uh, the second of his, of his, of his first-round picks, I think at number five, uh, to, to someone. Uh, it would not surprise me at all. He's, he's never been shy of wheeling and dealing. Uh, and if that can make his team better in the short term while his young guns are still growing and playing so well like Shabbat and Kachuk, uh, it, it, to me that would make a little bit of sense. Yeah, absolutely. We're joined right now by our NHL insider, John Shannon. John, uh, four years ago today, the Edmonton Oilers traded Taylor Hall for Adam Larson. Adam now, a lot already? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because um, we had the text obviously just now about uh, uh, about Taylor Hall and his ability to uh, land number one overall picks for NHL franchises. Um, it's funny how it's worked out. I mean, it was uh, there. There's some, you know, there's some things that Pete Chiarelli did as general manager where I, I think that there was significant pushback on. I, I personally believe there was a lot of pushback on the Ryan Spooner trade. Uh, and uh, internally, and I and I also believe a fair amount of pushback on the Drake Kajula for Brandon Manning trade. The Taylor Hall trade, though, I I do sense, and I know that you've got your uh, uh, tentacles into the owners' organization as well. I, I I do believe that there were some people that did think at that time in 2016 that it might be best to move along Taylor, and you needed to give to get. And, and maybe the thought process was that Larson had a, a higher offensive ceiling than he's ultimately uh, chosen. Now, Adams had, uh, you know, one pretty good year, a tough year. He was just rounding back in a form when we got shut down. Just give me, now that we've had four years past the, the date of the trade, uh, your, your overall assessment on things. Well, when you consider, uh, it appears now that uh, between, they've both been uh, hit badly with injury, both of the guys. Um They've both made the playoffs once. Uh, certainly Taylor's Hart Trophy year was something that Oiler fans could either lament or celebrate, depending on which side of the coin you're on. Um, you, you know, if you, if you look back, um, I, I, I think the, the shock of the one-for-one trade was probably did Peter shop, the, shop Hall enough around the league? 
Um, and and if he did, and that's all he could get, and and at a certain point, you you have to look at the manager for his expertise. And he, there's only one of he's only one of 31 guys that can do that deal. Um, then that so be it. But I, I I would have liked to have thought that there's probably something more and different he could get. That said, and Bob, you and I have had this argument both on air and off. I I, I think Adam Larson. Uh, with the trials and tribulations, personally, professionally, he's gone through. I think Adam Larson is going to be an asset for this organization for a long time to come. And Taylor Hall's already moved on. So, so from that perspective, um, Larson, the the simple, effective. I didn't realize how big he was until I met him. Uh, how physical he can be. Uh, Adam Larson can still still be a very positive player for the Edmonton Oilers. What do you think happens with Taylor in Arizona? Well, I, I, I've been asked that a lot in the last couple of weeks, in the last month or so. I, I, I think that there will be a, well, I mean, who knows what the free agent market's going to be uh, based on what the CBA is going to be and a few other, what the cap's going to be. But uh, I, I do think that there will be a small market, and I think the two places that are obvious for Hall to go, other than staying in Arizona, would be Montreal or Calgary. Uh, and uh, and I, and and I think that he could thrive in both of those places. Yeah. Uh, and and whether he wants to come back to Alberta again uh, is another thing. Whether he wants to play in the spotlight of of Edmonton or of, of Montreal, rather. The other thing is, is that usually when players get to finally get to Arizona, they realize how good they have it. And if they can try to find a way to make, make uh, stay, they will, because it is a pretty good lifestyle and. In Arizona, when it comes to playing hockey and and your uh, life away from the rink, well, if you don't like pressure and you don't, th- there's some guys that like to be in hockey markets and like the intensity sure. of it. Well, look at Max Domi. Look what Max Domi did. Max Domi uh, did an amazing job uh, with with that trade. Uh, and again, Montreal won that trade. Galchenyuk's already been moved already since then. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. All right. Uh, if you're handicapping the situation, uh, if you're playing the role of, was it Rothstein in uh, Casino with uh, uh, Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro? Yeah. Uh, so, De Niro's character, uh, what would you say the chances are on a percentage that Vegas ends up as one of the hub cities? Well, I think it's more than 50% still. Okay. I really do. Uh, and, and I, you know, I. The people I've talked to, they really want like when when games start, uh, if games start in the, in August, they want to start games at noon Eastern time, Bob. So if teams are prepared to start at ten o'clock in Alberta, so be it. Nine a.m. in Vegas, so be it. Or you get an Eastern time zone uh, uh, hub like Toronto, where noon is noon. That, to me, is the one thing I think that's keeping holding this up. They want to try to make sure they have an Eastern time zone hub because of how, when they want to start games. Because you're going to get five games a day, Bob, and there's going to be a little bit of an overlap. It's going to be closer to the March Madness and the NCAA basketball tournament. Uh, and so they want to start at noon, it's noon Eastern time, no matter what, come hell or high water. And if that means you start at 10 a.m. in Edmonton, you do. Did you see that movie, by the way, Hell or High Water? 
Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, good movie. Uh, the, the, the one thing is, is that there, there's so much of all of this stuff, and I know we got to go, but there's so much of all of this stuff tied together, whether it's the Phase 3, Phase 4, Return to Play rules, whether it's the new CBA, whether it's all the bonuses that are uh, supposed to be due on, on July 1st, more than $300 million. You and I talked about this a couple yes. of weeks ago. There are so many things now tied together. It's like a Rubik's Cube trying to do this deal. And I think that's one of the reasons why the hub cities have been held up. Yeah, absolutely. John, great stuff. Thanks for your time. We'll talk Wednesday. Fair enough. Uh, it is 12.50 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chet. And welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you all season long. The Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. All right, we're going to go into the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Herm, who spent years working in the Western Hockey League, says, Bob, you need to ask yourself something about the Hall Larson trade. Taylor was made available around the league, correct? He's been moved again, and maybe Arizona does not sign him. Question, as top players usually sign with their teams if they are valuable. Well, Herm, I can tell you right now, if Hall had wanted to sign in New Jersey, he would have signed there. That was part of the reason why they uh, moved him. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen in Arizona. I, I think Taylor Hall is an elite winger. Uh, he does drive play five on five. He's not as good a player as McDavid or Drysaddle. Uh, you know, five on five, the numbers would support Hall being, um, at least to this point in his career, a more dynamic player than Ryan Nugent Hopkins, though since Nugent Hopkins has moved to the wing, and even if you conclude the end of the 17-18 season, uh, Ryan's had some pretty good numbers there as well. He will be coveted if he goes out there in the market. Um, Bob, you don't need an Eastern hub. Just start the games early. A 6 o'clock start uh, here works for all time zones. Again, and that's kind of what John Shannon's indicating. Out of a, out of a percentage, I'd say that uh, you know Vegas is probably seventy five percent chance they're going to get this. Toronto's probably at uh, out of a hundred, they probably got about a sixty percent chance. Don't add up the percentages because you got to do three teams. Edmonton, I, I would think is is. I, I just think because of Vegas and because Toronto's in the East, you know, I, I think Edmonton's spot has to come at the expense of Vegas. That's my own personal impression, frankly. If I'm the league, I'm very concerned about what's going on down in the United States. Players have to be concerned that are reporting to places like Tampa Bay, like uh, Florida, and like Dallas. I think that's a given. 780-496-0063. N has Texas show to say, so the question is, why Vegas? Why is it so attractive? Are they paying for it? Are we? Makes no sense for men. Well, I think we've discussed this before there's a thing called a stupidity tax when you go to vegas and uh, people go there and uh, they spend money and maybe that allows the state of nevada to play a little bit differently uh than some other states it turns out you'd be naive to believe that there isn't some you know maybe a break or concession on you know if they give up an entire uh, hotel, like an entire resort, can they get the players and their families there uh, for the guys that bring their families? Uh, you know, how much of a break are they giving on that sort of thing? I don't know. You know, is the downtown uh, Las Vegas biz- uh, Business Bureau writing a check? Uh, many of you would remember early in the days of coronavirus, the mayor of Vegas went on CNN and had a very eh, uh, freelance view 
uh, on coronavirus and got absolutely crushed. Of course, that was CNN, which, you know, tends to have, in comparison to maybe a Fox, a considerably more uh, left uh, perspective than Fox would have, which would be considerably right, and maybe somewhere in the middle, closer to the middle, might be something like ABC or CBS. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Camrose uh, Flint here says, Bob, hub cities and Canadian cities in general, the NHL should keep that in mind that the majority of their players are still Canadian. The league owes Canada. Um, the league would also argue that they've done their part to, to keep a couple teams in Canada with the Canadian Assistance Program 2001 to 2004, though during that time the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames and the Ottawa Senators were under explicit order from the Hawks in the league, which would be like uh, Ed Snyder in Philadelphia, Jeremy Jacobs um, in Boston. Like, don't be outspending us for free agents. Of course, once we got out of the 0506 lockout, there was no problem for teams that were receiving money from um, revenue sharing to be outbidding teams that were contributing to revenue sharing. Um uh, uh, for free agent players. And, and for the record, the Oilers have contributed all but one year since the 0-4-5 lockout. Basically, the top 11, top 10 or 11 teams in the league contribute to, uh, revenue sharing. But teams like, like Montreal is a team that gets screwed by Quebec tax and they have contributed a lot because of the size of their market, their television deal, uh, 20,000 plus seats at, uh, at uh, the Bell Center, etc. And you know how hard it is for me to, I, I've never had any problems saying th- great things about the Montreal Canadiens. Let's just leave it at that. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation at one o'clock. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.